0: The Bible doesn't leave us without help on just about any of these giants, if you haven't noticed. Depression being a big one. Um, A lot of times, if you go and you read, especially in the Old Testament, there were a lot of really, really powerful people that dealt with depression. A lot of renowned people in the Old Testament that you look to for maybe a psalm. Can't leave David out. He battled with a lot of stuff. If you read a lot of the psalms, they talked about his agony. These are tough people. This is David that, that defeated Goliath. You look at Job. You know when Satan, when say, Satan, uh, or when God uh, asked Satan if he had seen his most finest servant, his, uh, in some translations it says his perfect servant, um, his his great servant. I mean, however you want to put it. I mean, this Job had a great life, and some stuff happened and put him in depression. He wasn't immune to it. You can go and read it, and it talks of his agony. This is a very powerful man that was able to overcome that with God on his side. That's a note right there. We're going to get into that in just a second. But a lot of people, a lot of very powerful people dealt with this giant that we're going to talk about. Um, And the one that we're going to talk about the most today is Elijah. Elijah. All right, we're going to go, if you're following along, we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 19. That's, what we're, that's pretty much the passage that we're going to take over today. I've got six points that we're going to talk about on depression. First point is our enemy, the devil, uses depression. Okay? Let me see if I can read. read I wrote this down. Um depression if you think about depression the the one there's one thing that we could probably all agree on depression makes you feel like um, a, a little less than who you actually are all right that's really the key ingredient there so the devil would love for you and you and you and you and everybody else watching to to not think that you were as good as, what, as as God designed you to be right so I, I I read this passage today and it said I completely refuse to please the devil by being depressed because don't you know that when you when you're depressed that's that's a that's a that's a victory a big victory for the devil. Because when you get into into a depressed state, you've lost sight of who you really are. That's one of the biggest things that God that, that the that the devil can do. We gotta stand up and say, I can't I completely refuse to please the devil by being depressed. See the <clears throat> the devil can put us through all kinds of all kinds of stuff and uh, all kinds of tests and troubles and and this stuff. If you go, if you if you read in Peter, First Peter, chapter one and six. Let me pull that up. You got that? All right. Let me pull it up. Let's see. Sorry. Yeah, First Peter, one and six. So yeah. So be truly glad there's wonderful joy ahead even though you must endure many trials for a little while. All right, in 1 Peter Peter's telling us that we're going that we're going to endure some trials. All right, we got to know these things we got to know these things because if we don't know that we're going to endure some trials, then we're going to get caught up in believing something that wasn't meant for us to believe in. So, uh, a little sub-point for point one. When Peter says says that, we're going to go over trials. He also says in in, in a verse in uh, chapter 4 about about gifts. So he tells us that we're going to go through trials, but he also tells us that God's going to give us gifts. Okay, so that God's going to give us His grace, right? Um, Paul says... um, Paul's words, he said, uh, God says my grace is all you need. My grace is sufficient. So, we're going to notice three things about depression real quick. Depression often comes when we feel tired. Okay? If you're... You could be doing everything the right way you could be doing everything you could be working your tail off and thinking that I mean you're doing everything just right you're going off the checklist everything's good to go but when you get tired you start thinking a little bit different sometimes okay when you <clears throat> the devil knows when it's the right time to attack you all uh, right if i go and um if I go, and I'm trying to think of a big fighter, but uh, you know, if I if I was to go fight Rocky, that's all I can think of. That's how bad I am. I can't even think of fighters. But um, if I was to go and fight Rocky, and you know, I wasn't, I didn't get any sleep for a couple, you know, couple days, and I didn't uh, didn't eat right. I was a little malnourished. You know, I mean. What what am I doing with my odds, right? Well, old Rocky would love to fight me then, right? Because that's when the devil wants to fight you. He knows the right time to attack. And one of the best times to attack you is when you're tired because you can't function right. All right? So we've got to start taking better care of our bodies. Um... Uh, it was, it was like this with Elijah. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into to First Kings um, chapter nineteen. Let me let me find it. Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna break down and give you some foresight too, or whatever the right word is for that. But what happened with uh with uh Elijah? I right, see Elijah. First off, is is a very very powerful prophet of the Lord. And here's, here in chapter 19, we find Elijah tired, running for his life. Okay? He is running for his life, and what he did is he sat down, and um, he sat down under a tree, and he wanted to die. Okay? Not my words, it's the Bible. Okay? Yes. If you didn't know that about Elijah, newsflash, reality check, he said, Lord, uh, well, I don't want to mess up the wording but he sat down under a tree and he wanted to die and we're going to get into the wording in just a minute so I don't mess it up but he had no physical energy at the time If you, you can check that in First 1 Kings 18.46 but he had ran nearly 20 miles to a place called uh, Jezreel then he heard bad news in the city so he ran for more than another 80 miles he was very tired Right, and guy was running for his life. It's no surprise that when he hit, when he got to that tired state. Have you ever been in that state where you just couldn't do anymore? I just physically, can't go on. Like I can't get out of this bed i can 't i can 't go to work i don 't know man i can 't lift another weight i can't i, I can 't do anything i 'm not talking about depression that sounds a lot like depression but i 'm not talking about depression i 'm talking about you 're physically tired. Have you ever been that way I have and i'm sure people can agree or can stand up and say they have too This can be a main cause for depression- per- perhaps you've You've done too much you know you've, you've, you've went through too many things in, 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 in your day uh, too many of the wrong things in your day so one thing that we have to do is remember to take care of this body All right? it tells us in the Bi- in the Bible that our that our body is a temple okay it is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So we need to treat it as such. We need to treat it so we have energy, all right? So we can so we can run those miles and 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 not be tired. You now, good thing that we serve a God that when we're doing the godly things and when we're doing the things that He's lined up for us, we can run and not be weary, right? That's pretty awesome. Um, maybe you need to relax. And this kind of goes against the the world and things right now, but maybe you need to relax. Maybe you need to stop and sit down and think about what's going You know, think about sleep. You know, think about eating a meal. Maybe think about kicking your feet up. you ever been to that spot where... All you do is work. All I do is work. All I do is work. And I just I I don't enjoy anything. We'll take a break. And enjoy something. right, we're going to move on to the next point. Another time the enemy likes to attack us with depression is when we have had great spiritual benefits. Alright, this is huge. Um... If you look at Elijah, we're talking about all this. If you can go back and you can read First um, Kings eighteen, sixteen through thirty-nine. We're not going to read it, but he had great success. Um, God, if you go and you read on, on Elijah, he had you know from the top of the mountain, he had he had success. I mean, this is a this is a prophet of the Lord that you know. When we think about prophets of the Lord, most of the time he's the guy that popped up in your head. Before I said anything, if I was just to say, hey, we're going to talk about prophets, somebody in here would have went, okay, we're going to talk a little bit about Elijah. right. It's because he was powerful. But now here we find him in chapter 19, depressed and not wanting to be alive. How come it always happens like that? How come it always, after we get a great dose of spiritual benefit, that we feel like we can't, we feel like it's over. You know, if you go back to the to the the children of Israel, when God rescued them from Egypt and they went on a on a journey, they were they were saved. They were free. Well, it kept happening. They kept wanting to turn back and go back to to Egypt. You know, they they thought that they were forsaken. They thought, you know, I mean, this is it, you, when you look at it, it looks a little crazy. But have you ever been there? You ever been there to where everything was great? Because one moment they were praising him, and the next moment they were like they were forsaken. I think a lot of times we forget the spiritual benefits that we've gained or we don't think it can get any better. I mean, you think about that. When I mean, these guys had the red sea parted for them and how easy it was for them to forget about that. You know, I'm sure that there's a miracle in your life that God that is can only be God that you might have forgotten once or twice. That you might have gotten down on on, on yourself thinking, well, it can't get any better than, you know, or it can't get any worse than this. I don't know. See, the devil wants to take away our joy and our peace in God. To make us feel depressed is the easiest way. The devil can use just a minor event in our lives. He tries to make us forget about God. That way we become very depressed. See, it can be a minor event. You know, a lot of people um, don't get preached on the hills and the valleys. and Just the hills. And I think I've been in points of my life where it's been like that, where I have just thought it was hills and hills and hills. And when I got to the first valley, I was like, well, what is this? It's not supposed to be like this. You know, I'm saved. Like, it's, you know, I'm new. It's hills and valleys. All right. The good good thing is, is that there's another hill, but if the devil can get you while you're in a valley, all right. See, we're talking about he knows the right time to hit you. So, if the devil can get you while you're tired, and then when you're in a valley, Because that's what that is. The mountaintop is a spiritual benefit. We just, we, we had a spiritual breakthrough, right? We, we got something that we've never gotten from God, and it's just been amazing. And my life has changed. And then, oh man, my car got repoed. What is this? And it's no coincidence that the devil goes, oh yeah, here we go. Let's make him forget about what God's done. And the next thing you know, when you forget about what God has done, then you forget about the joy and the peace that came with what God's done in your life and what He's doing in your life. And so when you forget about God, now you're in a state of depression because you can't be happy without God. We've all tried it, right? (laughs) Another time that depression often happens is when we least expect it. And I wrote this down he, he likes to attack us with arrows of depression. You know, it's 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 it, that's what I mean by least expect it because everything can be going great right on right on. What was that? Why didn't I just think about that? <laughs> you know, um Elijah left the place where he had been successful. See, he left the mountaintop, um, and, he, and he he left this place um, where he where the people were astonished. There was no way; like the people were serving Baal, or however you say it, B A A L, um, and he showed them the one true God, and the people. The people repented. They like they saw that there was only one true God. They were astonished at what Elijah had done, and so he left to a place called Jezreel. And it's the crazy thing is he was going to tell people. He left to go and tell people what God had done. Have you ever been into that point where you're going to go tell people what God's done in your life? And maybe it didn't turn out the way that you thought it was going to. Maybe you thought, "Man, I got to do this. I got to tell them." Like I just saw somebody healed. I got to tell you the good news about God. But maybe when you get to them, they maybe they make fun of you. Maybe they say something bad about you. Maybe they rebuke your God. You know, maybe you have that kind of person. I have a friend. Uh, well, I, I've had friends um, that weren't believers, and so I'd go and tell them this, and and um, this conversation wouldn't go very good. And I'm not gonna lie, it stopped me from talking to them sometimes, and that's uh, like I felt bad about that. I, um, so I would go back and do it <laughs> again and again. I just can't help it. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna know God, like that's what we should that's how we should live like if you're like you're gonna see god in like in me like that's that's my hope all right hope you don't see justin because justin's nothing so um but depression often comes when we least expect it here is elijah he is going through um if we're going off of a a resume you know, a business resume. This is one of his his high points. Okay? And he is going to tell people, uh, the people of Jezreel, what he's done. And what God has done. Not really what he's done. And I want to tell you this little this little verse in First um, 1 Corinthians 10.12. That's Paul's words, and so you have to remember this because the devil knows the times that you can attack that, that he can attack you. And Paul reminds us in First Corinthians ten, twelve: the person who thinks that he is standing strong should be careful; he might fall. It doesn't say a prophet of the Lord. It doesn't say. A nobody in the streets. It says the person it means we're. It can happen to any of us, and any of us that stand tall, we might fall. So, moving on to point two. Depression can do something bad to us. It can rob us of many of our good qualities. You've probably known somebody or you've probably done it yourself or been that person. <clears throat> I know that I can speak on a part, parts of my testimony that the Victory Unleashed family has, has seen and heard. Um, And I went through series and series of depression. And one of the biggest things that I remember people talking about when when they didn't think I was listening was, man, I remember when Justin used to be such a happy kid or this, this, and that, or this, this, and that. I remember when he used to be a really good kid. That was always a good one. Um, They didn't know anything. (laughs) But um, I, I... I remember that, and and depression can rob us of some of our best traits, like the best things that God's given us. It can rob us from them. And if you look at Elijah, if you look at Job, if you look at at all these people, they were robbed of some of the best qualities of what they what they were given. Okay, when um. Let's look at some. We can look at some stuff. I wrote down some notes here. Elijah, you know, in, in James five seventeen, um, he prayed that it would not rain. Um, I mean, he prayed boldly to that. Um, how brave he was when he marched into Ahab's palace. He announced that God's punishment was coming. That's First Kings seventeen one. Then God told Elijah that he would provide for his needs. Um, when when Ahab was hunting Elijah in First 1 Kings 18.10, um, the soldiers were searching for him. They would kill him if they found him. It was at that time that, he, that God sent him to Sidon. This was the country of Jezebel, the wicked queen. Then he went to Ahab, the evil king this is why the search this is why the soldiers were hunting him uh, i don't know if you've ever like i can talk a little bit about military stuff but i can also talk about just life stuff i, I you know back back in um, my my addiction days when you owe somebody money or somebody owes you money you might jump around <laughs> you, you might hide out and it takes it takes a lot of courage to open the door and go somewhere when somebody's hunting you. And this guy is he's brave. He's being hunted and they said they're going to kill him. I mean, you got to think about that. And he he jumps he jumps up and he and he's, he is doing everything he can to do God's will. Um at first kings in 18 uh 1940 um um, he he felt great physical weakness, and then, and then throughout this whole time, and that is when depression really ensued. Yeah. He had no of no more of his previous strengths in the battles that we just talked about, and that's when depression came in. And the next thing you know, when you're depressed. When you're tired, when you kind of forget what you've done, you're going to find yourself running for your life. And here's a man that stood in front of people that wanted him dead, knowing that God was going to take care of him. All right He knew that acting out in God's will nothing could come nothing no evil could come from it. And in a couple passages later, you find him running for his life. So one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk to you about is when you're in a state of depression, you're going to find yourself running for your life. Because of all the things that we just talked about. All right, When you're running for your life, it makes a couple, a couple of things. Um, it makes depression... Um, it makes it makes you unable to see the facts as what they are. That's another good one. There's um, I want to break down First Kings nineteen four. Elijah asked the Lord uh, asked the Lord to take away his life. And pull up First Kings. Sorry. So in in 194 he went on alone into the wilderness traveling all day and he sat down under a, a solitary broom t- uh, broom tree and prayed that he might die. He says I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. I I know that we're just now getting into First Kings, but here we are. All right. <clears throat> That's mainly the verses that we're going to be dissecting. There's a little bit more into it, but here's here's the cool thing: when somebody's depressed, they don't see things as they are. I want to show you. Here we have Elijah praying to God, "Take my life." All right. Let me see. He laid down under a. He laid down and slept under a broom tree, and there was a sleeping angel and touched him and told him, "Get up and eat." All right. Uh, let me see. Nope, that's not where I want. We got the wrong one. All right. Gotta look at my notes. I'm sorry. I'm not as good as Cricket. All right. So here we find Elijah being depressed, um, but something about Elijah. If you go into chapter or First Kings nineteen, and then you go down, you scroll down to verse ten, or you flip to page ten, whatever you're doing. Um, Elijah. You find Elijah in the same passage that he just prayed to God saying, take my life. You find him saying, "I." uh, Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. And I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. These are Elijah's words. This is what he is saying to God. See, an angel of the Lord uh, appeared to him. The Lord speaks to uh, Elijah in uh, verse nine, and that's Elijah's response: it "Is I have zealously served you, and everybody else is is, is against me. You ever been in that spot, or do you know somebody that's been in that spot? I do everything I can. I, I'm I, like I've been. I've been doing it with passion, God." And everybody else is doing it wrong all right so here's some here's some facts so the the Lord speaks to back to elijah and you know, let me see I'm going to scroll down in verse eighteen it's really we'll start at seventeen but um he says anyone who escapes from uh uh Hazel, will be killed by Jehu, and those who escape Jehu will be killed by Elisha. Um, yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal or kissed him. Okay, so, that last little part in 9. He said, I will preserve 7,000 Israel Israelites, pretty much. Here in the same passage, same chapter, you have Elijah saying... Everybody is against you, God. I've served you zealously. Just a couple of of steps down, God says, Yet I I will preserve 7,000. So there's 7,000 that will still serve me. A lot of times we'll say some stuff that doesn't make sense when we're depressed. Alright? We're going to get into what can help that. Pretty much... When you're seeing things that aren't there, you gotta. We're, we're about to combat what to do. I'm, I'm trying to look at the time. Uh, I'm gonna. i to speed this up. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into how to how to combat that because two things two bad things that depression will do, do to it will it'll make you see things that aren't really there so we have Elijah here in, in 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 verse 19 or verse yeah chapter 19 verse 4 praying for God to take his life and then in chapter 10 or verse 10 we have him saying that um I'm the only one left God it's just me and then down a little bit further, we have God saying, "There's seven thousand that'll serve me." All right. So now we're saying things that don't add, that don't make sense. All right. It can cause physical damage. We talked about that. It can cause you to to not sleep right, and you know, all that stuff. But here it is, point six. which we, we skipped uh, we skipped around, but in point six. Find a quiet place. See, all my life I've been told, like you know, Justin, life sucks. Just keep busy. You know, it'll help you not think about it. You know, my whole and I mean that. My whole life I've had people tell me that, and I've ended up telling people that. You know, when you think, when you you know, don't slow down, or you'll give yourself a chance to think about bad thoughts. You know, just stay busy. I think that that's wrong. I think think that if you slow down and think about bad thoughts, you'll get depressed. So I think somebody gave me a faulty equation. I think they were on to something. They were running for their life, you see. When you're running for your life, you find yourself doing everything and anything to not think about... That sad thought or something bad. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that you don't have to run from it. You can stop everything that you're doing and think about God. Okay, That person that told me that a long time ago and, and the other people that kept telling me, hey, just don't slow down, and that's going to save your life. That's what's going to help you get through the day. and That's what's going to help you get through those bad thoughts and those suicidal thoughts and those um, bad thoughts for you or, or bad thoughts towards anybody. That's what's going to help you. Just stay busy, Justin. Now, I'm here to tell you what's going to help you is if you just stop the noise for just a second and you hit your knees and you just say, God, help me. That's the first step. It's okay to be busy, but it's also okay to stop. It's just what you do when you stop that really, really counts. So, um, we're going to move on to to point seven or point yeah. I know I said six points, didn't I? I lied. This is the last one. Uh, last point. Um, And then we're going to close. But I'm going to use a little bit of this to to, to break up chapter uh, 19. We can discover again what is important. So now I'm really going to jump into chapter 19. See, Elijah finds himself in a place tired. He's tired. And he falls asleep. he, he first he prays for the Lord to come and, and to take his life, right? What we have to do when we get to this point is we have to go to a place to meet God. Right? Elisha's intentions may have been ill. He may have wanted to die. That's what he prayed, right? But he went to a quiet place to meet God. Well, even if you're even if you're kind of like at your rope's end, if you can find yourself at a quiet place to meet God, God shows up. He comes to us when all is quiet, all right. Cricket preached a sermon one time that I thought was I, I still use it in all of my training at home and stuff and and uh, at the office and everywhere. Um, if you hear if if, if you ever had um, the faucet is just a, a leaky faucet that's just drip 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 drip. drip, drip. Well, it never sounds that loud until there's a no noise. You can't hear it all day, but you go to. You're so tired, and you just go to lay down, and all you hear is boop, 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 boop. boop. Right? That's when you can hear God. Is when everything else is tuned down. Turn everything off. If you read in First Kings nineteen eleven, it speaks about a quiet, gentle voice. Um, it says in eleven, it says, "Go out and stand before me on the mountain." And this is when the Lord speaks to Elijah. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. See, you may have... Rocks falling in your life. You may have the winds blowing in your life. You may have fire coming down on you. But then there was a. But the Lord wasn't in it. The Lord wasn't in it. You heard that, right? It was when there was a gentle whisper. <laughs> we must all learn to completely quiet at times. to be completely quiet at times. To set still and listen to God. See, Elijah wasn't prepared to be in that spot, but the Lord came to him, and he and the Lord started to help him in this. And, we're, and that's what we're talking about right now. Here's some things to combat it. Um, in, in this point seven, um, God will give us something to do. See, when Elijah heard that little voice. The Lord told him, Go back the same way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Hazel to be king of Aram. Then anoint Jehu, grandson of Nimshi, to be king of Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat from the town of Abel Mahola however you guys want to say that um, to replace you as my prophet anyone uh, well just stop right there when everything was silent even though in the midst of his turmoil he came to the God saying Lord take my life I can't I can't take it anymore I've had enough and God said God answered him Okay, God answered him in a way to give him something to do. I love this. Something to do. Sometimes we think about our own problems. Sometimes that's when depression really, 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 really hits us is when we think about us. See, if you think about Elijah's prayer, he goes to the Lord saying, Lord, take my life. But then the next sentence is, I... Have had enough. That's a completely self statement. I've had enough. Most of the time, when we get depressed, it's because we, I, I've had enough. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So sometimes we got to think about others and we have to get a task to do to get the focus off of what we want. Because it's not always good for us. And we have to focus on what others want. Alright. He helps us see our life as it really is. This is all in, in, in my last point. In, in uh, chapter 19, verse 18, we go back to that. I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to, to Baal or kissed him. go back to how he had the wrong idea see God will set us straight he'll put us he'll put the right idea in in, in us in, in our brains when we ask for it so we might be thinking that we're the only one left and we might be thinking that I'm the only one that can carry this out but God will tell us hey look this is how it really is let me let me let me sit down with you he provides friendships with other Christians. God gave him Elisha. He didn't give it to him in the form that anybody would really, uh, that some people sometimes have a problem with. He he told him, he said, um, "And, and go anoint Elisha to replace you. But first, Elisha had to serve Elijah. And I think that, that is I think that that is really 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 amazing. So here we have Elijah at a tree. I want my life to end and I want to take some keynotes before we leave get to a quiet place, watch what the Lord does. Alright, the guy, Lord, the Lord put Elijah to sleep. And then he fed him. When he woke up, he had a, he had a meal for him. He said, "Get up and eat." All right. So we need sleep. We need to eat. All right. We need to take care of this body. All right. God knew where Elijah was going. He was going to the. He was going to where where Moses wrote the law. All right. So he was fed up with people. He, was, he thought people were against, against God and all this other stuff. And, and he thought that he was the only one. So he, he just couldn't take it anymore. He was tired. So God put him to sleep and God woke him up and fed him and let him carry on his journey. And then he allowed Elijah to get into a quiet place to actually find God. All right? We have to find that. Not bad thoughts. We get into a quiet place and we search for God. The next thing we do is we listen for God's voice. Clear out the chaos. And we listen for God's voice. Not our voice. Not Hannah's voice. Not Kenny's voice. <laughs> God's voice. Surround ourselves with some friends. that are going to pull us out of it get God tasked stuff that deals with what your spiritual benefits find somebody find some people in your lives that will not just serve you 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 know find somebody that that can you know that can when you leave this world they're gonna you know that that there's still some hope left you know i don't know anyways i don't have anything else go back and read uh this this one's been a tough one for me. It's been it's been on my mind a lot. But go back and read First First Kings nineteen, just a whole chapter. But you're going to see a lot about a, a very powerful prophet of of the Lord. That at the end of the day he he gets tired and he he doesn't want to be here anymore. And so one, you can you should be able to see that those times that you've had any kind of doubtful thoughts that you're not alone even the toughest fall right? the good the good thing is is even though he even though he said a prayer saying I want to die or just get, get rid of me he found himself in the presence of, of God and what happened next? is literally life changing so the biggest note that we can take from this is when we get out of here when you walk out of here we're going to go and we're going to get in the presence of God and the next time that we have that thought we don't know what to do whether it be with your kids you don't know how to you don't know how to fix their situation well Get them in the presence of God. You know, whether it be when you um, when you have doubts. You know, if you're going to have kids, get in the presence of God. When you have doubts. You know, anything that's leading to a, a depressive state, where the guy or where the devil can say. That's who you really are. Yeah, that's who you really are. And when you can get away from that and get into the presence of God, and you, then you find out. See, the devil will only say who you might be. God tells you, shows you, knows who you really are. So get in that presence. Anyways, we're going to pray. If you need um, any any special prayers, then you know. Um, Come on up, and Hannah will pray for you, and I, I will pray for you, and we can all pray together. But Facebook Live, we love you. Um, if you need prayers, um, there's a special, special person back there that is answering on the keyboard, and they will pray for you right now. Um, but God, Father, God, I just come to you tonight, and I just thank you so much for what you've done in our lives, and I, and I, I demand that any depression that be um, sent. You know, that's been trying to attack us. Any kind of attack from the devil that is trying to put us in a depressed state of mind. I command it in the name of Jesus to to leave this body and in any body that is 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 dealing with it. I command it in the name of Jesus. See, I, I think that I think that we forget God that you gave us authority. Through your Son, you gave us authority, and through the words of Jesus, you gave us authority to trample serpents, to to cast out demons, to heal the sick. And God, that's what we're doing right now. That's what we're doing. The person that's battling depression, we are taking authority as a group, and we we are we are praying and demanding that that sickness be made gone that the people that are battling depression right now in the name of Jesus be made whole because You have given us the authority and You have already taken the sin to the grave and defeated it. Oh, man. Thank You so much, God. We love You, God, and we say all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.